Hello and welcome to season three, episode six of the Black Women Working podcast. My name is Chantelle. Hey, ladies. Hello. Hey. Want to say proper hi? Who's in the room? Who's in the room? It's Natalie here. It's Rachel. It's Tolu. Thank you. Um, just some housekeeping. So a quick reminder to follow us on Instagram and Twitter using our handle at BWWPodcastUK. Our hashtag is also hashtag BWWPodcastUK. You can also email us on blackwomenworkinguk at gmail.com. And let's not forget, we have a wonderful, shiny website, www.blackwomenworking.com where you can subscribe to our fortnightly newsletter and catch up on any missed episodes. So the quote for today's podcast is one that I think we've all heard quite often. It's, here's to strong women. May we know them, may we be them, and may we raise them. Um, Unknown who the author of that quote is. Um, And I've chosen that quote today because we are discussing coaching, mentoring and sponsorship in the workplace. And it's very much, although they're on a continuum, which we're going to discuss a little bit in a little bit, it's very much about having a level of support, a professional level of support in the workplace, which we haven't spoken about already. I just want to take a moment before we introduce our guest today, who is a coach, um, to just call out a few others that I know of. I didn't realise I actually know so many female coaches. So I just want to shout out um, I am here, we see you, Nadine Oliver, Rivers Coaching, um, who's headed by Alana O'Garro, Focus CIC, headed by Andrea Corbett, a previous guest, um, Martha DaCosta Sherwood, who um, is a consultant as well as a coach. Um, so many coaches in the game right now, but we are joined by Yah. Hi, Yah. Hi. Do you want to introduce us? Tell, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I'm Yar and I am the Meant For More Mindset Coach. As a peak performance coach and a lifestyle architect, I work with professional women to uncover their purpose, reclaim their power and reach their potential so they can live their very best life with clarity and purpose. Did everybody hear that? Because yeah. I did and I liked it. it. If that yeah. was an elevator pitch That's what that tells say. you what somebody does. She was ready and I love it. Already yes, love yes. it. Thank you, ladies. You're welcome. So I'm just going to give us a little bit of a little bit of background leading into the conversation before I focus some questions to us all. So mentorship, we've we've spoken about we're speaking about coaching and mentoring, which are two very different things, but um, they're quite old. So mentorship um, comes from Greek Greek mythology, um, Homer's Odyssey. Uh, he's considered, Homer was a wise and faithful advisor to Odysseus' son. And um, mentorship was partnered not just by men, but um, females too. So in Greek mythology, you will find Anthea, the female goddess of wisdom. As time has moved on, um, we have seen that there are more traditional forms of mentorship and coaching in the workplace. However, this is very much um, as with most things to do with what we talk about centered around the US context. So it's quite a limited amount of information relating to um, coaching and mentoring in the workplace. But here are some key things I just wanted to pull out. We already know that there's underrepresentation of women at the top. And according to the Women in Workplace survey in 2018, 41% of women reported that they had not had substantive interactions with senior members of their organisation in comparison to 27% of men. A LinkedIn survey, I haven't got the date for that one, um, says that out of a thousand women questioned, 82% agreed that having a mentor or coach was an important factor in their career progression, but only one in five had actually accessed one there's this conversation piece around having an appropriate mentor and maybe we can explore that in today's conversation because appropriate might be about having someone who's relatable or who understands where you're at as a black woman in her career 
Um, and Girl Boss actually says that there's something a little bit more sinister and systemic around it, whereby there's a resistance to women acquiring greater economic and professional influence in all fields. And so therefore, the lack of women being supported to the top, whether that's through their workplace or using support such as coaching and mentoring, it's a prohibiting factor for our greatness. Mm. Mm. So just just some thoughts to sit there. Um, so I'll open up the conversation because not many people know the difference between coaching and mentoring. Yeah, do you want to give us some information? Yes. So um, the, the two terms coaching and mentoring are used interchangeably a lot along with um, training, so, but all three mm. are fundamental to personal development and growth. So mentoring um, is basically when um, an expert or an experienced person provides guidance, sharing the wealth of their knowledge and experience. The mentor will advise the mentee, who's usually the less experienced person. So for example, if you wanted a promotion at work, you may then go and solicit the um, the um, senior member at work and build a professional relationship with them so that they can show you how t- they got to where they were. And also in a lot of workplaces, they um, have um, mentoring programs. Mm-hmm. Coaching, on the other hand, is when you guide and you facilitate conversations for the coachee to reach their own conclusions. So most of the time, the coachee will already have the answers, but they just need a little bit of help uncovering them. And so as the coach, you help them to explore where they are right now, where they want to go and how they're going to get there. Um, And a coach also helps you to take action in order to be able to achieve your goal. So you're a coach, right? Mm -hmm. How did you arrive at coaching and how do you attest to the power of coaching? Oh, I tested it greatly. Um, and how I arrived to it was, okay, so I'll just tell you a little bit about me because that's the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. So if you'd have met me about 10 years ago, I had no vision and I wasn't confident at all. So what happened was I was, essentially I was living my life. The only way I can describe it was I was a full of fashion. I was living my life <laughs> the way the way I thought I should be living it instead of the way that I wanted to live it and it wasn't fulfilling me and I just thought it was just me and so I got to a certain point in my life and I'm like this isn't working and then I that's when I discovered coaching so when I discovered coaching I was like okay let me let me try this and let me see what what happens with this and it just kind of blew my mind because it was like Mm. if I had known this from from as a teenager my life would have been completely different because I would have known that the only person I needed to follow really was myself, but I needed the permission. I felt I needed permission in order to be able to do that. And that's how I ended up um, in terms of um, in terms of coaching. So then when I discovered that for myself, I then realized, okay, if I feel this way, then I'm, I'm sure there are other women in particular that feel this way too, but they just haven't figured this part out of it out yet so I discovered I decided to become a qualified coach and in becoming a qualified coach I then just wanted to be of service to other women because I'm just Mm. a believer of each one teach one if Mm. I can do it you can do it too and and when you're at your best self you can then help somebody else and so on and so forth and that's how I got to the point where I am now where I literally just want to help everybody to be great because I think there's greatness in all of us Yes, yes. Nice. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, ladies? So Yar's just spoken about the fact that she had to have a coach to then realise the power to become a coach. Anyone else had any coaching experience? Um, I've done mentoring. When I used to work in um, healthcare, um, I mentored quite a few of the younger and less experienced um, administrative staff members um i was able to jump from three different levels in about six seven months and i was kind of trying to mentor them in how they might potentially be able to get there what courses they could take advantage of that the organization was offering um i really enjoyed it and i would kind of like to take it up again but i think it is quite difficult um it's quite difficult especially when you're working with people that might not actively want to do something now they're a bit laid back so I think that's where I 
found a little stumbling block in it but i think it's quite a good thing to have and if i was able to get that course i'd definitely see if i could get onto it and do it nats i have never had a life coach but i have um had multiple multiple mentors so i'm like a strong believer in you have different mentors for different things and i feel like when you're at different stages of your career, your mentor can only take you so far. So um, because of the route I took going to university, I went to and then going the corporate route, I was part of an organisation called SEO London. So that sponsors the educational opportunities, which focused on providing like corporate opportunities <coughs> for young black people who they identified were like really smart. Mm. And so being part of that program, they actually placed me with a mentor who was a New York lawyer, but she was working in the UK and was like, this is what you do with your career. This is what you do on your, um, this is kind of what you do on your placements. This is, this is how you do this. This is how, you, when you get instructions, she's like literally broke it down, told me everything I need to do. Then once I actually started training, I got a different mentor from one of the different schemes and her job was just trying just to get me through to my training to get me into a job. So like now I, I don't actually have like an official mentor. I just have lots of different people that I can pull from for different things. So like, I know that the stage I'm coming at, if I'm trying to like improve like my business development side of things, I know I can speak to one particular lawyer because that's what he's interested in and that's where he can upskill me. But then if there's other things I want to talk about, about how to like balance my career with like any future family obligations or think about how to structure like that as a black woman, there's someone else I can talk to. So I try to, I don't officially ask people to be my mentor. I just try to build relationships mm. and see where yeah. it goes goes from there. So it's mm -hmm. kind of sometimes it's a bit of coaching because people will be like, really, like, what are you doing for your life fix up? But then it's type of like a structured mentoring or I'm coming to them to get help for a specific thing. So that's kind of how, that's the experience I have. So I have to say, I wouldn't really have the career I had at all without mentors. Mm -hmm. I think I think having mentors are crucial to your own personal development. And I think as, that's probably why I end up mentoring so many people because I appreciate the fact that if people didn't yeah. invest into me, I wouldn't even be here. So like mentoring is like a key component in, in my career. And I'm always out there looking for new mentors. Same way people shopping for shoes, I'm always looking on LinkedIn <laughs> thinking, mm, nice, make, make a note, mm -hmm. connect, connect. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Reach out, reach out. Mm. That's how that's how I do it because you just never know when someone can kind of help you or someone mm -hmm. can kind of give you that guidance. And it comes from all different places So as well. What I would say to that because of my experience of being coached and um, being a coach because I'm a trained coach is kind of um going back to Yar's earlier point about follow fashion and yeah. I think it's important that but I think it's important that the listeners know that for me I think mentorship there's like um an external known objective in that like okay we're both in this workspace you're yeah. in this position you might want to get here these are the things you need to do and what you might find is that although you have all of the right allies and support around you you could still be in a situation where you feel stuck or you feel unhappy or things are not budging and for me the power of coaching is that it is totally invested by from and comes from within the mm. person being coached mm. so you might go in thinking, yeah, I'm getting this careers coach because I want to progress. And then that coach will just ask you, listen, please understand th the biggest question you could be asked is why? Which isn't <laughs> which isn't really what a coach would ask because that's not good coaching practice to say why. But in essence, the why question where you have to dig deeper and dig deeper and dig deeper into all of your your sort of but but what's the motivation behind it what's the blocking behind it what 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 do you really want from this that will get you to your truest truest point and i think it's really important that we di we distinguish between mentorship because there's a guide someone's essentially telling you do this this and this whereas coaching can be a lot more uncomfortable because it delves a bit more deeper and you might unravel things that you didn't always expect mm -hmm. to it's really interesting hearing 
all of you guys talk about this because um, I was thinking, I was sitting here thinking about it. Like consciously, I've never had a mentor. I've never been coached. Um, I think there's been instances in my working career where managers have had have really kind of encouraged me in the sense of finding confidence within my professional capabilities that have made a big impact. Um, I've had teams where I'm the senior person and I've kind of directed the junior people beneath me in terms of like kind of practical strategies to enable them to to do the role and kind of like tips and tricks but like realistically like I've I've just had no interaction whatsoever with kind of like uh, mentors and coaching I guess I'm kind of a bit like Natalie in the sense that I see people doing something and I copy the blueprint it's not necessarily that I'm contacting them I just see what they're doing and I'm like okay I know that I can do that too and I follow it Mm. but I've never had a kind of sit down relationship where there's maybe I think mentorship as well in a sense involves someone that you're accountable to because you lay out what it is where it is you're trying to go and the steps that you want to take to get there and then obviously if you're being a bit lackadaisical about that they can be like but this is what you told me that you want to do are you serious about it or are you just were you just speaking words so yeah that's that's my background with all of that yeah do you have anything to yeah. add to that um for me i think that mentoring is is good and it's and fundamentally it's definitely needed but going back to what Chantel was saying about it's an internal thing and mentoring, I'm sorry, coaching requires um, a paradigm shift. So you have mm. to change the way you think. And so you set different standards for yourself and the standards that you set mm. aren't based on what your mentor thinks is best for you or the program that you think is best for you. It's what you think is best for you. And as a result, you open up opportunities for yourself. In, and then from there, you would go and seek out those mentors to kind of fit fit where you want to go so it's not a thing of i think i want to go there it's really i'm picking what like chantelle said i'm picking what it is and why you want to go there because that's what makes it compelling because it has to be compelling because it's going to be tough and you are accountable to your coach but also to yourself and you feel like you've left let yourself down if you don't achieve what you want to achieve with the when you're being when you're being coached because it's you really fulfilling becoming your best self really fulfilling your potential and not being reliant on anybody else telling you this is what I see for you it's what do you see for yourself and then going and achieving that does that make sense yeah yeah Mm. I want to go back to um the point that I made that came out from the LinkedIn survey about black females feeling like there wasn't an appropriate um, person in place. Um, How do do we feel about about how um, coaches and mentors that are available to us are sort of a reflection of who we are, i.e. another black woman in the workplace? Um, I I personally don't think it... (laughs) has to be another black woman in the workplace it just depends on where it is that you want to go you don't have to emulate a black mm. woman specifically uh, if you kind of restrict your mindset to that you might be narrowing down your accessibility to mentors that could potentially propel you to places that you could never envision i think it's great if there are black women that are available that the are the appropriate mentors there and um Perhaps if you're at a point in your life where you really seek that affinity and it would be of use to you to engage with someone who comes from the same kind of background, presumably and experience, presumably, then you go for that. I think the same principle applies here for like kind of therapy. A lot of people will specifically mm-hmm. only choose, you know, a black therapist or a black female therapist because they just need that particular touch and nuance at that point in time. But also there's people that, you know, have therapists who aren't black and who aren't women so I think it's just that kind of approach with uh, mentorship especially with regards to black women mentors like let's face it how many of us are there even in the workplace Mm. like that we've Mm. got to kind of diversify our mindset with um, Mm -hmm. an approach to that so if that person does not come in the package of a black woman that does not mean that they cannot still 
can do for you what you need them to do i think it would be yeah. great though if we had more and like it's something that i do want to do but i've just never i kind of never been approached for it and just i just work in an industry where i'm usually like the only one it's like <laughs> who who do i mentor here because real facts the white people aren't coming up to me saying i want to know how you're working to be honest they usually have access to these networks already through mm. family friends all that kind of thing so i think it this is one of the instances where i would say you know don't restrict yourself but if that person is there and that's what you require and you need go for it see i would say don't restrict yourself but this is for me where it comes into the situation of you don't just have to have like one mentor i think when we kind of ha read these articles i have these conversations you have like mentorship sponsorship um coaching and we we kind of approach it as a very like tick box exercise and i think when it comes coaching to from my understanding and from what you guys are talking to me it's something that's very 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 structured it's a program you come to you come to the situation you need to achieve certain things you set the goal for yourself you're very much in control and your coach holds you accountable where mentorship can be it, it's fluid in terms of the levels of how formal it can be so i've participated in schemes but i've also built relationships with people and i feel like at the end of the day you don't you could have a black woman mentor who is senior and she works in a completely different industry from you but and but you can still talk to her about how to get promoted about how to raise your visibility and even speaking to someone outside of your your industry who isn't kind of in within that structure might provide you with a different perspective that you mm -hmm. never even thought about simply because you're thinking well if i'm working in xyz i need to speak to someone in xyz because they're going to know exactly how it works but sometimes a lot of the times when we need to make progress and when we need to leapfrog we actually need to speak to people outside of our immediate circle who don't have our perspective because they challenge our way of thinking and get us to think outside of that kind of very rigid like lockstep progression box mm. so for me personally i feel like there are black women out there who'd be more than happy to mentor but i get what tolls is saying is that at our level the amount of black women then begins to decrease and it, mm -hmm. it, so it's more beneficial for the younger generation i feel which is good because it shows we're making progress but in the same breath yeah. i will have any kind of mentor but i do appreciate that sometimes and i get it when black girls come to me and they ask me about certain things that they're, they're asking about well how will i be perceived about my hair or how will this be perceived or how will that be perceived and it's kind of like no matter how much you try like a white man with even with the best intentions at heart mm -hmm. he won't be able to you know he won't be able to kind of quash your fears about yeah. wearing your natural mm -hmm. hair whereas you could talk to me i'd be like sis just wear the braids just wear the afro or just you know as long as your hair's not purple it's okay like, do you know what i mean <laughs> and sometimes you you do actually need someone who's you feel yeah. you can relate to and i get what tolls is saying about we can literally kind of change it up but this is where i say sorry if i'm repeating myself but try to have more than one well which you draw from yeah yeah and don't Definitely. feel like because i've got a mentor that's it i don't need a coach that's it i don't need a sponsor take what you can get what do you mean this is 2020 mm, yeah like we're in pandemic yeah, yeah? don't ever restrict <laughs> yourself and think once i've got this particular thing i've got all i need if there's other mm -hmm. opportunities out there and things that you can ex explore to help you improve and different tactics you can use mm. such as coaching like be <sighs> be open to it you know can i just because there's one thing that i've heard in the dialogue with mentorship over the years and i'm not even sure if it's correct or anything sorry if this takes us down a bit of a different angle but i've heard a lot of people say you know in the mentorship relationship it's got to be a two-way street where you're not just going to the mentor for like advice and stuff like what are you bringing to the mentor's feet essentially mm. i don't know and i don't like i that. find it a bit problematic myself but i don't know if that's i don't know if that's the standard or if that's a good way to look I at mean, things i had this with one of my mentees and she was like what can i do for you i was like just pass your exams and get a good job <laughs> you know that way there you know that mm. you know, like, right, mom. Do you know no but do you get what i mean it's just mm. kind of like i feel like if you decide that you want to mentor someone it's because you really want to do it and you need a mentor who's really invested and really engaged and really wants to talk to you and really wants you to win. 
if you have to have a mentor where you have to be bribing them every two minutes like what can I do it's good like if they have something that you could possibly help them with to get you in there with the good graces I think as long as you show that you're appreciative of their time yeah that when yep. you say you're going to do something you do it you don't ask the same question a hundred times you actually listen and you're proactive like you're reaching out to your mentor you're trying to organize like meetups, conversations, you're keeping them updated with the progress you're making. What more can they be asking you for? I think that's just wild. I that's think for me, this has gone mad. I think for me, the <laughs> satisfaction um, came from them actually just doing well and growing and progressing. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want anything from them and I wasn't getting paid yeah. to do that. It was satisfaction because I could see everything that I was saying to them was working or yeah. little bits of yeah. it were getting through to them yeah. and they were changing yeah. their behaviours. That's all I needed. That's it. Yeah. No, I I totally agree too. And I think that that's, that's what it's all about. It's about um, giving, living is giving. So the more you mm. give, the more, the more fulfilled that you feel and the more, but I think now as well, because of the way mentoring is looked at, people have gone down the route of also paying for mentors. Mm, and that, that has, and, <laughs> and that is, and that has is what's um, about this um, reciprocal relationship mm, that mm. people talk about because people like actually paying because I always thought the mentorship was you go ask you you go and you ask somebody will you mentor me and they say yes or no depending on whether or not they're able to and then the relationship starts from there but mm. now people are paying as much as they would pay executive coaches for mentors no, or to be part of masterminds and because that. of that and because of that that then allows for the reciprocal relationship because mm. because a lot of people want to get they want to get further quicker and if i know mm. that i can time is money time is money exactly exactly if i can I, get to where i want to be and i'm and i'm able to pay for somebody to do that for me then that's mm -hmm. what i'm going to do yeah. yeah but i just feel like on a basic level like mentoring is taking up my time but is what I'm doing, can I charge for it on the basis that so many people have mentored and invested to me, mm -hmm. into me, just from a, like, a pure moral perspective. Coaching should be paid for because I feel like people are qualified. It's much more structured. It's mm -hmm. much more results driven. It's effectively kind of not therapy, but it's kind of like someone doing, from my understanding, coaches obviously correct me if I'm wrong, but someone doing an assessment and challenging you and pushing you. Whereas I'm your mentor, like you could chat to me, you can have a conversation for 45 minutes. We could talk about whatever you want to talk about. I don't think that, what are you paying me for? Mm -hmm. Like, what you know you, what, I think it's, it's maybe in these instances, it's not that kind of mentorship. Cause I feel maybe like- it's coaching. Yeah, exactly. And I, I honestly have to say, until you kind of uh, explained it into detail, in detail, yeah. I didn't really know the different big difference between the two. Mm -hmm. So maybe in these instances where people are paying, actually what they're getting is a little bit of mentorship, but mostly coaching. So, but I mean, even then you're not coming to the coach to say, what can I do for you? Do you know what I mean? It's still a bit, it's, a, it's still a bit iffy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, I don't, I think that leads me into another question quite nicely. Mm. So oh, first of all, Tells, I don't know about that reciprocal relationship mm. because one I person is there to lead to do something mm. for the other and that's that mm. you're there in service mm. it's not an mm. exchange as far as i'm aware apart from obviously just feeling good about doing your job as a coach or mentor mm. but uh, one of the questions i did have was who should be investing in making the service of coaching or mentoring available and by investing i meant is this something that we as professionals should be seeking out ourselves or is this something that a workplace should offer now, the reason why I think this question is quite timely here is because we we do need, I'm not like we need to be careful, but you do need to be careful about what you're being sold in inverted yeah, commas, because actually I think, um, Nats, you've just said, oh, you know, oh, people are being paid to be mentors, but maybe it's coaching. But actually I think a lot of organisations have got this as a total mess and they mm. want to pay people for quick fixes. And yeah. so they say it's coaching, but it's not. It's really someone directing the organization's objectives or to mm -hmm. get you out of your yeah. sort of, if you're, if you're um, what's it called, maybe under, um, 
oh, like if you're on a support plan, for example, like yeah. at school we'd have a support plan, and they really want to see that you have moved, you've gone from one place to another. And the yeah. problem with coaching, even though coaching is the service that is often paid for, you might not always see the end product because sometimes it's just about a mind, a mindset shift that someone's become yeah. more confident, which isn't tangible. So, yeah. for, so I, I guess my first point is that we need to be really careful in, in researching and experiencing what we're being offered and being careful. I will say being careful because some workplaces will sell you something knowing that they've got a hidden agenda behind it. Mm. And really and truly, in terms of what Rachel was saying about sometimes it feels like you're dragging people. It shouldn't feel like that. Whoever's being coached or mentored should be there knowing that they want to grow in whichever way they're choosing. young people though, so it's a different thing. Yeah, <laughs> true, true. But I guess back to the question then is like, if we're talking about this as a paid service, is this mm. something that we should be looking for or is it that our workplaces should be investing for us? Um, so in um, one of my roles, um, actually there was, my manager did encourage me to find a mentor within the business, but there was no money transaction involved. It was literally um, like finding a senior member of the business, which I did, and she was meant to kind of mentor me and stuff. But I mean, she kind of like left the business shortly afterwards and that kind of fell through. So um, in, 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 in that workplace, um, there was that kind of function of, um, senior leaders kind of mentoring anybody who kind of wanted to be mentored and just giving mm -hmm. them a bit of direction and there was no kind of like monetary goal or aim and it wasn't about I remember I had a one session with this woman actually and um we were talking about kind of where I want my career to go and what I need to do to get there and we were kind of sitting and talking about that and it was it I feel like it was the kind of uh, discussion that a mentor should have with a mentee um, but it was just it just ended a bit disappointingly though because I, I don't think she was a very proactive person in, in that respect but um, so I have experienced kind of a workplace kind of providing that resource um, in terms of coaching uh, no that wasn't there but mentorship was there that's my experience okay I believe that both are important yeah, um, for you for, for the work for the workplace and also for the um, individual to provide it um, when it cut for both things mentoring and coaching um, because coaching can also be seen as um, a way of helping people with their mental health and well-being mm -hmm. so so when you're being coached you're more self-aware so you're then able to determine what you need to focus on which means you become less overwhelmed and less anxious that then reduces your stress levels this mm. means few people will go off stick there's a higher staff retention and people are more productive because people stay and work harder when they feel valued yeah. and that's i think that's where a lot of workplaces have got have got the mentoring part of it right but not necessarily the coaching part of it right yeah, but you I will agree. find that that senior staff members are being executively coached yeah um Mm -hmm. But not, but not further down where I believe it should be. Everybody in the company should be coached because if it, if it's doing that for the senior staff members, then what will it do for your whole your all, your mm -hmm. um whole workforce? And then on the side of um personally, I think when you change your mind, you change your life. So yeah, because yeah. because when your whole world changes, you start thinking about opportunities that you hadn't been before, and it's a powerful tool for yourself. So irrespective of whether or not your workplace is going to give you the opportunity, it's key that you invest in yourself first. And it also goes back to, I can't put in, I can't expect you to put in me before I've put in me myself. Yeah. So that's how, that's what I see. It's how I see both things on both the mentoring and coaching side. Mm. How do you think would be the kind of best way to sell it into an employer that doesn't really have that function, those functions already? Mm. I think the best way to do it would have probably have like a focus group. So have a focus group and have that focus group coached. Um, and the way, so the way I do it is I do group coaching. So I put a group of women in the room together and they spend the whole day with me and we, we coach. Um, they, they kind of help each other out too because then it helps them realise, oh, I'm not the only one. And yeah. also when things get challenging, they, yeah. challenging, they realise, 
oh, okay, it's not just me that's experiencing this, it's yeah. other people that are experiencing this too. And so then they're able to support each other and they build a network with each other. And then all, at the end of the day, they walk away with an action plan as to how they're going to do what they need to do next to get to where they want to be. And so then I guess if you were to follow those women for six months or down the line and see in terms of um, their work, their productivity, how they've improved, how they feel about work and all of those kind of things, because it's about it's about the bottom line when it comes to the workplace, isn't it? So it's yeah. about how effective they are, how much more effective they are in their role. And that comes from how they feel about it, because even though coaching is that when you when you are coached well, you feel better and it is that isn't tangible. What mm. is tangible is your level of productivity, your level of proactiveness, your level of um, taking innovation, your level of um, effectiveness. All of these things feed into the bottom line. So once they have an understanding of that, then they're more likely to invest in it. But because I think it's it's new, I think the route that it would be that would be worthwhile to go down would be the um, health and well-being because a lot of people understand mm -hmm. the importance of mental health. Yeah. Now they do, yeah. 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 And we're talking about yeah. health and well-being in this season as well. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to do, I, I think we're okay for time. I'm going to throw, throw something in here. <laughs> Wild card. So um, for people that have never experienced coaching, yeah, how do you feel about just a little on-the-spot coaching right now? Oh, my little, gosh. Yeah, 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 yeah let's sure. go. We're the group, we're the group. So um, made-up made up situation is that we no, have... No, 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 no. The made-up situation is, is, isn't going to be authentic. It has to be a real situation. But one yeah. you're comfortable to so it just can be a simple goal, but one you're comfortable mm. to discuss. I've so got, just anybody can have a simple goal. Girls, what are our shared goals? I'm gonna I'm going to bring I'm going to go back to a situation last week which mm -hmm. is half truth, half made up. That's my compromise. Okay. So here's the situation. The BBC have emailed us and have said that they would like us to attend um, a, a, t a short talk on black women in the workplace. However, oh, we are all scared of public speaking. <laughs> um, at least to the BBC. But we're on a podcast. At least to the BBC. At least at least to the BBC. At least to the BBC because this is this is a big national thing and everyone in the country is going to hear us. And you know, I just feel a bit scared. We just feel a bit scared. So, hi, coach. Hi. Okay. So, what is it that you want ultimately from? What is the outcome of having this talk at the BBC? Giving this talk at the BBC. What do you want? Oh. Um, we want to represent uh, the ethos of the podcast to mm -hmm. the watchers and get them really understanding where we come from. We want to engage with potential new listeners so that they interact with us in all of our spaces. Okay. And where are you right now in terms of all of those objectives that you've um, just told me about? Um, so we are getting more and more <clears throat> new listeners. We're reaching a broader crowd, not just in the UK, but in the US as well. Um, mm -hmm. But it would get it would be good to get a greater awareness of the podcast amongst black female working professionals within the UK so that mm -hmm. we could build up that network. Wonderful. So how can you improve upon where you are right now? So, if, so let's talk about your ultimate, your ultimate, like what does the ultimate look like for you in terms of this podcast? Well, somebody else, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, Chantel. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, the ultimate, of course, would be we that we are mind. that we are a a nationwide recognised yes. podcast, and that we are respected as individuals for the work that we do, but also in as as a collective in creating this new space. Um, mm. That would be a great goal, but I'm still scared of talking to the BBC. Okay, so the real thing is that you're scared. So, where does that fear come from? Ooh. Scared. Yandla. Fear of branching out, kind of like doing things that are related to the podcast but are not necessarily the comfortable podcast setting that we're used to. Okay. 
was the podcast comfortable when you first started doing it? Word. For me, I was shaking. Like, my heart was pumping. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I was scared. Okay, can I just ask the rest of you how you all felt when you first started doing the podcast? I was chilled. It's not that deep. Okay. Okay. I'm glad. glad. I was confident okay. because it's, it's a familiar setting. Okay. Yeah. So, for so sorry, is that... To, is Tolu. it Tolu? Yeah. Yeah. Was so it was a comfortable and it was a familiar setting for you. So when you so what were you doing before that made it so comfortable for you? Uh, because I'd had experience doing uh doing podcasts before, so Wonderful. it wasn't the first time. Basically, Wonderful. So did you find a lot of the times that you were the? Because I actually um heard you in the beginning. Do you find that you're the natural leader then of the of the group because of that? Mm, no, you know. I don't think okay. so. In terms of the podcast, not of the group, as the friendship dynamic, but actually in terms mm, of the podcast. I still wouldn't say so, you know. Um, we believe in distributed leadership. Yeah. And it's just... <laughs> okay. No, that's no the reason like why this. is because she was very much like, do this, do this, do this. Last time I'm making noise. The reason why I asked that is because oh, you, because when somebody's naturally cut. Yeah, yeah, that because so, that's my role. That's my role. So I take my role seriously. But when it comes to other things, uh, that's not my business, really. <laughs> I <laughs> like I've I've passed I information over. Then it's up yeah. for everybody to like take what they will with that and and flourish and nurture nurture the skills that they've they've been developing. Okay, cool. And so when you first started podcasting were you scared then or have you always been cool with it oh god hell yeah i was like what because okay that's, that's just where i wanted to go to pause yeah. i'm gonna cut this skit thank you very much round of applause pat yourselves on the back oh. lovely 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 <laughs> right no you're killing me <laughs> i don't want to get in trouble for time uh, but yeah i just wanted to expose our listeners to what a coaching yeah. conversation that was uncomfortable fab like. I, i'm glad because it yeah, it is un- it is supposed to be and what was uncomfortable mm. about it though uh i think being uh made to think on the spot mm. uh, but also kind of do a little audit so to speak of motivations and actual behavior when it relates as it relates to the 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 coaching subject matter so mm-hmm. yeah that was kind of hard because sometimes we just do things on autopilot we don't actually think about why yeah yeah, yeah. and having to think about answers that you probably or questions that you have never really thought of yeah. and had the answer for in your mind so actually thinking and also there's an element of vulnerability as well to yeah. it because yeah you have to kind of interrogate what your motivations are and be honest right yeah. but this is this is what i mean about the difference between coaching and mentoring because a mentor we kind of look up to potentially they're probably someone more senior than us and we're expecting them to say do this do this do this and you're like uh-huh mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep yep tick tick mm. notepad done mm-hmm. yeah. whereas when a coach is questioning you there's something in your belly that's like eh, eh, oh. resistant, she it? asks me why mm. she uh, but equally the coach is skilled in getting to the bottom so she said well by the time we've spoken very quickly in two minutes yah had established there's nothing about the podcast that is limiting in terms of um being able to present to the bbc it was more but you're scared what are you scared of and then mm. she delved into like well what are the things that you do that you know where you're comfortable mm. to then sort of i assume the conversation would get to the point where you're moving into um your comfort zone from your fear zone but i thought yeah. it was important that we kind of expose what coaching could look like because it is very different yeah. from mentoring mm. i like that when That's we're seeking good. it out yeah, yeah yeah good 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 and and I, li- I also like the fact that all of you you the fact that you were able to speak to each other is what i experience a lot of the time when when i work with uh, coaching groups is that even though it's one of you talking at any given time the experience of what you were experiencing was very similar mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah which the voice makes of one yeah because yeah exactly because a lot of people think it's just me it's just me it's just me and it's not that it's you and many others Mm. right lovely um i mean we're coming to that point girls where another episode has to end but before um i do and we had a few come out especially from natalie today but as a roundup 
can we kind of identify any top tips in terms of seeking a coach, mentor, sponsor? I think I would just um, reiterate something Natalie mentioned, um, going on LinkedIn and just exploring, searching different things and looking mm. up things that you maybe want to aspire to. I think that's helped me in terms of connecting with people that I, in my vision where I kind of see myself in the future and could potentially help me to get to that position. So I think that's what I've done. Um, I think it's quite helpful and you don't actually have to reach out to that person. It might just be connect with them, see what they're posting and then mm. maybe when you feel a bit more confident, approaching them in a message or something like that and I think that's helped me personally sure I, I think I would say ask your boss I think whilst um we have access to things like LinkedIn and social media which um, promotes the work of these wonderful people um it comes at a cost and to be honest coaching is one of the most powerful forms of professional development that I've experienced and been able to offer. And if it's that powerful, um, that it makes me a better person, which then in turn makes your organization better. And Yar was talking about productivity and stuff. Ask your boss, if, it, if it's something that you don't think you can pay for, put it on your training plan at the beginning of the year or with your performance management and see if it's mm. an option before you make it a non-option, especially for financial reasons. Okay. Uh, I think within the context of the working environment, I was actually going to say the same thing. Uh, explore what your company can offer because uh, if you don't ask, you don't get you closed mouths, don't get fed. Um, so as Chantel already said before, see if that framework already exists already exists and if it does not uh, make a case for it and mm. um, also mentors don't actually have to be people who are speaking to you like one of the people I really enjoy following on Instagram I consider her like my social media slash content mentor she doesn't mm. know my name she don't know my face but <laughs> she is my mentor and it's Matty James and she's absolutely fantastic in the art of kind of um, breaking down how to be a content creator who kind of reaches their goals and isn't just kind of stuck on on platforms that won't bring return so she really she often does like these little instagram lives or kind of like posts where she breaks down okay this is what you need to do this is how you need to focus this is how you need to schedule and plan and honestly anyone who's thinking of becoming an influencer or making money that way they need to follow her because she is very good at disseminating that information and also mm. glow graphics as well like she started out as a travel blogger and i've been following her for years and she's kind of evolved into um someone that again breaks down information or breaks down things in such a easy to digest way and what they do with these things is now they make workbooks and things like that so uh, invest time in following these people but also invest your money like don't think that you can just sit there and get everything for free if yeah. this is important to you put some money aside save some money yeah. every every month or so so that you can actually pay money to get the best the best attention the best help the best coaches the best mentors because uh, it's quite evident from this conversation that we've had today that we need to kind of approach it as we would say um our mental health and well-being therapy all those kind of things it's it's about the holistic approach and i know it's hard because there's so many different things that everyone's saying nowadays i'll oh, get this get this get that but um the first the first step is to understand specifically what each thing is what mentorship is what coaching is and then for, and then go from there cool um, I have five points on the coaching side because you guys have said so many wonderful things, wonderful things about the mentoring. So I'm just going to leave that there. So I would say the first thing is know why you want to coach. So be specific as you can and um, think about the question that bothers you constantly or maybe you have a certain goal that you want to reach. The second thing is do your research. Find a coach that specializes in the area that you want to grow mm. and develop in. Go to their website, read testimonials, find somebody that they've worked with and ask them questions, attend um, a consultation before um, committing. For example, I have like a free two hour workshop that people can come to and attend so they know what they're gonna get from me beforehand. 
find someone you like. It's this is so 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 important. If you don't get along with your coach, you're not going to be able to trust them, mm. and then you'll find the um, process even more challenging than it needs to be, and you may quit prematurely as a result. Mm. And also, don't be afraid to change coaches if the if your coaching relationship isn't working out. The fourth thing is be ready, trust the process, and be ready to be challenged and stretched further than you have been before. Mm. And finally, feel your feelings. You may feel overwhelmed and anxious at times. That's normal. But share your feelings with your coach. Don't just hide away and avoid them. Share your feelings so that they know where you're at and they can help you get back on track. And those are my five. Nice. I enjoyed those. Um, Nats, you didn't mention, did you have any or you all right there? No, I'm okay. I think everyone's kind of kind of said it. For me, I would just say, what well, I don't want to keep repeating myself, but just be open-minded and just... When it comes to mentoring, coaching, sponsorship, I know we haven't talked that much about sponsorship, but mm. just make sure that you are getting sources of information from where you can. And also, more importantly, just accept that a mentor and a coach can be for a specific period in your life. Mm -hmm. So you don't need to have the same mentor for 10, 15 years. You can have a mentor to get you through a particular two-year period or 12-month period or to get you from stage A to stage B. And you can have a coach that can help you do that as well. You don't feel that yeah. once you get one mentor, you it's not it's not marriage. Mm. It's a linking. You know, <laughs> when it works, it works. When it doesn't work, <laughs> on to the next one. Do you know what I mean? Jokes. And you can Pretty have much. them for different things as well, actually. Exactly. Boy, so sounds like, like we're taking we're taking the, the no go on. <laughs> we're taking we're taking you know what? Oh, lost. <laughs> you could have like a life coach, and you could have like a coach for your professional development and stuff so yeah don't limit yourself although that might get a bit crazy managing all of that but hey ho whatever you can do nice mm -hmm. so once again i'd like to thank yah for joining us today and thank you to everyone for listening and as always please tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend yeah. we are so grateful for the way in which our our network is growing this mm -hmm. platform is growing and that's because of the listenership, because really and truly we record the episode and the rest of the work is for you guys. So we're really grateful for that. Please keep all of our conversations going on social media, take part in our polls, click like, comment, all interactions, because you know, we wanna talk to you guys. So just a reminder, that you can find us on social media using the handle at bwwpodcastuk along with the same hashtag you can email or dm us um, if you have any suggestions for topics that you'd like us to talk about or issues that you need help with and um, we're still open to creating our safe spaces for black women working and so if there's a situation in the workplace that you kind of want a bit of advice on you can email us on blackwomenworkinguk at gmail.com and again once again visit our website it's beautiful um i think we've got i think we've got some new some new pictures coming soon if they're not already there so go and have a look and until next time it's a wrap adieu. bye oh adieu. <laughs> <laughs> Later. bye